Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. It's the list in your boy at Fightful.com. With Jimmy Van and Sean Rossap, they're on fire. Boom shakalaka. 200 strong. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap. Welcome to Fightful. It's list in your boy. March 28, 2023, a special Tuesday edition. I'll be flying to L.A. on Wednesday. We got Jimmy Van here. Jimmy, um, if you want, you can catch that flight. We can watch some PWG. So just for the record. I don't want to. I don't want to. Muted. Muted. We got lots to talk about today. CM Punk, John Moxley, a whole lot. Uh, people are telling me wrong, Mike. Jimmy, you can't let me know ahead of time. Damn. Let me let me fix this real quick. There we go. Now I'm on the right mic, right? But I don't have my audio set up for the right thing. Hate to see it. Oh, I've got Jimmy muted. That's why. No, I unmuted myself. No, you muted yourself. Anyway, here we are. How you doing, man? So I, I understand that there's a lot going on. There's going to be a lot of press junkets and stuff. And and oh, how yeah. many shows are you going to? Like, are you going to? Are you going to do like the Ring of Honor show? Oh man, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I didn't apply for credentials to that. Um, I just I don't honestly plan on going to a ton of shows. It's media first. Then I'll do whatever it is that I can fit in. There's a lot of community events. Uh, WWE has limited. Uh, limited availability at the, at those, and I get it. I've done plenty of them, so if I don't get to go to those, I'm not going to be heartbroken. I love doing Special Olympics Make-A-Wish stuff, though. Oh, that's uh, but, nice. That's good. But I know I'm going to go to Junkets Thursday and Friday. Um, I'm planning on going to Impact New Japan. I would like to swing by Dax, his thing, because he, he invited me out there during our interview, uh, but that's at the same time. So we'll see how it goes. Then I'm flying back. Uh, Saturday morning, and I'll be here by the time Mania starts on Saturday. Oh, Saturday morning. So you're you're even going to miss because NXT is ten local time on Saturday. Yeah, I'm going to miss that. Yeah, I'm going to miss that too. Okay, I'll All I'll right. watch it on the flight. Okay. All right. Well, uh, you you know that there must be a lot going on when it's Mania week, and we're not starting with Mania. That's when you know that there must be a lot yeah. going on. And I was yeah. telling Sean off the air, man, there's a lot of misery on Twitter lately. I've got these. I wonder why, Jimmy. I got these buzzing flies everywhere, but fortunately for me, I, I, you know, you know me, I ignore all that shit, but, uh, let's start with, uh, CM Punk. 
the guy always seems to find a way to keep himself in the news. So he posted it on Instagram and then he deleted it. You had a story on FIFA Select last week. Others have had reports, you know, Meltzer and Keller and whatnot. What's the latest uh, on CM Punk and his potential return to pro wrestling? Well, it was looking a lot better before that. Um, so I had noted last week that we were working on a report on CM Punk. We were we were doing our best to uh, to get one going, and we had collected an awful lot of information, and we were going to release one. I think I promoted that Tuesday, even. Then I interviewed Dax. And, well, he spoke very openly, a lot more openly than I thought he would about CM Punk. So we had a bit of one there where he told me that that Steve Kern, that, that book that he was reading was making him miss wrestling. And he ta- told me that he talked to him daily. I was like, cool, that's a little bit of one as well. Uh, we get the Wrestling Perspective podcast uh, early. For those of you who, who have don't know what that is, every Monday, Lars Fredrickson and Dennis Farrell do that show. And I knew that they were going to talk a little bit about the punk new Japan thing. And before I reported really anything on that, I was like, well, I'll just wait for Lars to talk about it because he was literally in the building. He got CM punk, the ticket. Right. So I was able to apply that to the story and we were already working on that. Then the Instagram post happened. And that was a shocker to, I think everybody, I, I don't know that it, I hadn't ever heard that he had been hurt leading up to that because you know he's out there hopping on one foot and doing all that to show that he wasn't hurt ahead of that match but then i thought back and i was like well what did we report one week before that match that there was serious concern that cm punk wasn't going to show up on that dynamite and i had all kinds of people that were like you're getting worked you're getting worked you're getting worked uh, evidently there were there were problems dating back then i was told in in our big report that we posted on fightfulselect.com best five dollars in the business they had to make special travel accommodations uh that there was the the discussion of more money being broached uh, i didn't get anything from aew when i asked them about it but i obviously reached out to punk and aew and didn't hear back in an official capacity at the very least uh but but did get some back and forth but it's it's one of those things where I had heard that there were productive conversations and that was going to be the report because I think that CM Punk and AEW talking, a lot of people didn't even know that. And it's something I've been working to nail down for, a, I'd say a few weeks since Jerry Jarrett's funeral is when I heard about it because I heard they were supposed to talk or meet. And I don't know if it was because of Jerry Jarrett's funeral that that got delayed or something, but then when I when I would continue to ask questions about that, I'd be I'd be told, well, that's not the only time they talk fairly often. I was like, whoa, that's that's important. That's big news. <clears throat> Subsequently, after the punk Instagram post, I was told those conversations seemingly went pretty well. And I was I was told that punk went from, you know. Th- I don't want to say threatening legal action, but being open to legal action initially to being like, I want to come back. Whatever way you all have me back, I'll be back. Want me involved with them? Sure. Want me to not be involved with them? Sure. Uh, want me to go somewhere else? Sure. What? Whatever. Uh, so, I mean, it seemed like Punk was open to a lot of things. And uh, Trevor Dame had a good tweet. He said, you know, when Punk gets upset, he's like, here's what I'm upset about. And also, here's this, 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 and this. Whereas we heard about John Moxley, and it was more centrally focused on that one thing. 
so people could kind of see his end of things, which we'll mm-hmm. talk about momentarily. But every everything that I've heard is that Punk wants to come back and has wanted to come back. However, th- it's not as simple as Punk just wanting to come back. Yeah, I mean, obviously he's still a draw. We we saw even on Fightful, even on Fightful Select when you put up that post, we saw the the repercussions to that in terms of subscriptions. Mm-hmm. He's still a draw. Do you remember a while back somebody had asked us, you know, what do you think about Punk potentially returning to WWE? And what I said at the time was, I think that the locker room has earned the right to have input. And so at the time I said, I think that whether it be Roman Reigns, Rollins, Becky Lynch, Bianca, Charlotte, uh, Lashley, whoever, they've earned the right to have input as to whether or not you want Punk in your locker room. I feel the same way about AEW. I feel like that that the AEW talent, especially Omega and the Bucks, but also MGF and Brian and Moxley and Bianca, I think, or not Bianca, uh, uh, Britt, I think that they have earned the right to have input. And so sure. I, I think Tony Khan should kind of take it to them. Look, there's an opportunity to make money here. Uh, do you want him in your locker room? I guess we'll see. There there have been reports. Let me ask you about, about this. I, I, I can tell you that at least... I don't know about the those individuals um, because I, I had heard that Moxley and Punk had heat. I had, had heard that. But also, I often bring up this comparison. People are like, oh, okay, you knew that Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker had heat. Why didn't you report that? And I always say, because they worked together. They didn't get into backstage fights. If they got into fights and I heard about it, that's one thing. But wrestler A not liking wrestler B and them continuing to work together, not only that, putting on amazing matches, mm-hmm. that's not, I mean, it's a story for an interview. Like, if, I, if I'm if i talking to Britt or Thunder Rose, then I'm like, you know, what's it like to be in there with somebody you don't really like? Then that's that's the kind of angle I would go for. But with this one, it was so public. Right. I mean, there, there were backstage meetings held about CM Punk was not happy about AEW's maybe approach to the hangman comment. And this is what I keep bringing up when people say, Oh, why doesn't AEW comment on this, 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 and this. And uh, if you all want to hear my full take fightfulselect.com backstage report yesterday, but I say that this was all brought on about perception, Jimmy, all of it. And it was the perception based on a hangman comment that the locker room and people thought that punk had something to do with Colt Cabana's firing. Mm -hmm, or him not being brought back. And Punk did not like that perception. Tony Khan's denied it. Punk has denied it. There are people in AEW that have long believed it, but there were also people in in that hangman situation that were like, man, he was just selling pay-per-views. Right. Like, should he have cleared the line? Yes, he should have cleared the line, but the guy was selling pay-per-views, and he has largely moved past it. And you don't even hear Punk bring up him anymore, but it led to that very awkward call out and that very awkward situation uh, when, when he came back briefly. Then there's the perception that Omega and the Bucks leaked it, which again, Melter, Alvarez, myself have all denied. It didn't come from them. Um, I've had people say, well, you, of course you wouldn't reveal your sources. No, I wouldn't, but I also won't lie and tell you who didn't say something. Like I, I'll just not say anything. It's all based on perception. So if AEW came out and said this, this, or this, well, I mean, Punk's got an awfully good case about how that perception is being warped or adjusted. 
And there are plenty of backstage arguments or situations that we haven't been able to report on because we don't have a full picture of it. And I don't think we'll ever know about what actually happened in that room unless they physically get into a room and talk about it. And I know that I've long heard that Punk has been open to that. But what, what it all comes down to, I feel like, and this is me personally, I feel like if Ace Steel was not involved in this, the situation is a lot different. Mm. When pe- if people didn't get bit or have Damn. chairs thrown at them, it's a lot different than a punch in the face, even the scrum. But I also heard that, that Punk was uh, open to apologizing. It really? was prefaced. It was said to me, though, he's willing to apologize about the scrum. I didn't hear anything about the fight, didn't hear to who, to, uh, about what, like that, I, I don't know, and I can't speak for CM Punk, and I won't. Right. But I, I was told he's willing to apologize for that. Will had posted the thing that said the apology needs to be as loud as the disrespect that CM Punk said himself in a promo, which a lot of times teeter on reality. Oh, this is such a multifaceted, wild situation, Jimmy, and I selfishly, I want him to come back. Because the reality is, I, I would say I don't have to deal with them. I do have, I do, <laughs> because every time I report something, there's a good chance that he might come out and be like, "Well, fuck that guy. He's a stooge and a liar." There's a chance of that. Uh, so I want him back because it's interesting television. But also, you know, if people are getting bitten and having chairs thrown at them by whether it be him or an associate, that's also not safe. And I don't want that to happen, regardless of how many subscriptions it gets us. Yeah, sure. I mean, time heals all wounds. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, it's it's funny because, like, some people will call us WWE loyalists. Some people will call us AEW loyalists. It's in, a, it's in our best interest that all of wrestling thrives. Yeah. And CM Punk's business. And and so I think that there's business to be had. And you know what? People like the Bucks, they're not stupid. Like, the, 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 the yeah. Bucks have good business acumen. And so I'm sure that they see there's business that can be done with this guy. And so... uh I hope it happens. Uh, let's talk about Moxley's side of things here. So he was on uh, his wife, Renee uh, Paquette's podcast, which dropped today. Uh, people on Twitter were accusing me. You didn't even listen to it. You just read quotes on Twitter, which is bullshit. I did listen to it. But he gave his side of the punk thing. And based on that, I see both sides. I understand. I see punk side and I see Moxley's side. So P- Moxley said he was working without a contract last summer. He said he didn't even have to be there, meaning work the program with Punk. But he said he did it for AEW and he did it for Tony Khan. He's being a team player, basically. So I see it from both sides. Like if you're on Punk's side, you know, there are disagreements with creative. It happens. And Moxley's side, he didn't have to be there. He's being a team player. He didn't have a contract. What is your take on that whole thing? And why is this still coming up almost a year later? Why are we talking about this program and the situation almost a year later? Which program, Punk and Mox? Moxley, yeah. Because the new information emerged that Punk was hurt, or he claims that he was hurt, um, but that was that was a surprise. And, you know, I I, there there's so much of it that I see and I get, and I'm like, uh, do I do I understand that end? Punk did a podcast that, you know, got him sued, where he claimed that a company asked him to put his health before or put them before his health. And there it is again, happening. 
Um, and, and Meltzer reported there was a legal letter. I didn't necessarily get that information. I don't know one way or another. But when I, you know, that's why. I mean, it's because it was being referred to. Uh, specifically, I'll, I'll, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'll read Dave's post from the board because that's kind of what set Punk off. Uh, Dave Meltzer had posted on the Observer board says, do you know why they didn't advertise Punk versus Moxley longer and why it had a short build? Because Punk agreed to it. Then AEW got a legal letter saying he wasn't down with it, wasn't doing it. And they didn't know if he'd come until Tony put his foot down. Uh, there are a lot of nice things I can say about him. And you can absolutely argue uh, his position on Moxley was correct, but you can't argue he willingly did what asked in that scenario. I don't have the, the context of what about Moxley was correct, but that's what led CM Punk to talk about that. Okay, interesting. Well, uh, you, I think, had talked about how you didn't know about Mossy's contract situation at the time, I, and he, he basically I confirmed of, it. I kind of did. I, mm. I didn't know. Um, I didn't have it definitively. I had somebody that was like, man, they he's working without a deal. And right. I knew that the time range on his deal was close, but I also knew that AEW would have extended him for the time that he had off, which he said he was happy they did because he doesn't want to feel like he owes anybody anything. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. I also um, want to talk about. But Sorry, I, yeah. I just want to say, like, I've talked, I did talk to AEW about it. I'll have a note on it in the select portions update, but um, I, I forgot to say, guys, leave a thumbs up, get your super chats and humper chats in. Ask us some questions about this stuff. Yeah. I, I want to talk about Moxley's comments about the drama thing. Because social media, a lot of wrestling websites spun it. I noticed this morning, 
a lot of wrestling websites took Moxley's comments and they spun it to suggest that Moxley was shitting on the AEW locker room. And he absolutely was not. No, he wasn't. He was very clear that he loves it in AEW. He said that he has never said anything remotely negative about AEW. And he said that he hated to even talk about what he was going to talk about. Uh, so he was not shitting on the AEW locker room. He said that as an outside observer, he's never seen so much drama in one place in his entire life uh, as he's seen AEW. Was not referring to locker room issues, you know, per se. He was talking more about the generation. He was talking about the fan base and the locker room from a generational perspective uh, in terms of the culture, in terms of social media. He said people don't talk about the great matches and they don't talk about the great pay-per-views. They talk about the drama. Renee then kind of took it more uh, towards the talent or locker room side of things a little bit. She said uh, it could be a generational thing. People are coming into the business in a different way and they're using social media to talk about how they're being booked or how they feel devalued, which I think is true. I do think that a lot of the generation has done that. But the point in him talking about the drama was not to shit on the locker room. It was more of a, of a, of a generalized generational thing about the fan base and the locker room. Uh, and so I wanted to make that clear because a lot of wrestling sites were, were, were trying to go off the deep end about he's shitting on the locker room, which he wasn't. Now I put, I put something on Twitter and you know how Twitter is, Sean, people will jump on you. They'll put words in your mouth. They'll accuse you of things you didn't say. I said that I thought one of the, one of the issues from the, from the talent side of things, and I've talked about this before is fear of repercussion. And sure. People spun that. Oh, Jimmy, you you think people should be terrified of Tony Khan? You think that they should be walking on eggshells? You think they should be careful <laughs> of their work? I, I just want to say this. Not only does Jimmy not cultivate that environment, he actively discourages it and and wishes that, like, I, I can tell you in your workplace environment, there were people that were like, oh, I wish I could talk to him like you do. And I'm not talking like disrespectfully. And I'm like, you right. can. That's what he wants. That's that's why Jimmy runs around in twenty dollar lugs and cargo shorts, my friends. He's just a regular guy, so he he doesn't want to instill like a a an intimidating situation. It's just no. like maybe don't do stupid shit. Yes, exactly. That's, and it, that's the thing. Yeah. Yes, and and so many people on social media accuse me of suggesting you want there to be a fearful work environment. You want no. Absolutely not. What my intention was, was to say, I believe my opinion that the AEW locker room has no fear of repercussion. This is my opinion. Yeah. I think that there is no fear of reprimand. I think there is no fear that there's going to be consequences for your actions. And that's my opinion. And I think that, and I've talked about this before, out of the gate, they made active wrestlers, executives that muddied the waters day one in terms of the, uh, the management and the locker room. I think that Tony Khan allowed his wrestling fandom to cloud his judgment because he wanted to be everybody's friend. And when you're in his position, you can't be everybody's friend. And, and Sean, you, you know this from my office. I would always make a point of keeping a bit of a distance with the staff. Because you can't be everybody's friend because that's going to lead to them disrespecting you or, or, or not looking at you the way that they should. And so that was what I meant. I feel like there's no fear of repercussion. Now, somebody tried to retort me on uh, on Twitter by saying, oh, that's bullshit. There's repercussion. Look at the brawl at suspensions. They had to do something in that situation. That was a very severe, potentially litigious situation. Can yeah. you imagine if they had done nothing after the brawl at situation? There had to be had to. something. And so that's not the same thing. But how many times over the last four years, Sean, have we heard about a talent uh, conducting business in an unprofessional way with nothing like a, a slap on the wrist? We've heard that happen many, many times. 
And so this to me is an issue with, with AEW that they got to figure out. And, Again, and no, I do, I do want to address this. People say Tony plays friend too much. needs to play boss. I disagree. One of the common things, including a report that we had on FightfulSelect.com last year, was that there were a lot of wrestlers that were frustrated that he wasn't nearly as accessible as he was during the pandemic era. That's good. And, and uh, not only that, we had reported that there were a whole lot of talent relations hires made, a lot of middlemen that sort of fielded or were, were supposed to. I don't, you know, I can't speak to that environment, field those, and then they filter them to Tony. Like that's, and, and of course there are still some miscommunications, but. Right. I also, I also would like everybody to put themselves in Tony Khan's shoes for a minute because this was a guy who was a lifelong wrestling fan by his own admission. He was a big, you know, ring of honor fan, ECW fan. All of a sudden you're the promoter and you got guys like Chris Jericho on your roster. Imagine if that was you and guys that you were fans of and you looked up to, they're now essentially one of your employees. It's a tough gig that he's got. Being a wrestling promoter is tough. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's tough. You have egos that you have to deal with. You can't make everybody happy all the time. This guy's bitching about this and this guy's bitching about that. Sure. And I'm sure for him, because he's still a relatively young guy, he was probably almost starstruck a little bit starting this company and you're working with the guys that you were a fan of. Being a promoter is a very tough situation. And, and, uh, and so I respect what he's doing. I do think though, that there needs to be a different mindset from the talent roster. If I fuck up, there will be repercussions. Uh, yeah. and I think that's part of the problem. And you know what? Let me, let me, let me even add this to it. And, and you may agree or you may disagree. If somebody really is unprofessional and there's something really wrong, maybe they should be released. I know that Tony has said he likes to see contracts through. But do you think that that adds to having no fear of reprimand because people think, well, if I fuck up, I'll sit at home and get paid? Maybe. I mean, there are people who don't fuck up and stay at home and get paid there as sure, well. Sure, sometimes. Sure. Yeah. 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 But that's that's you know mainly the, the what I wanted to say about Moxley's comments about the drama thing. What were your thoughts on on the whole thing on on the podcast he did with Renee and his comments on drama and all of that? Well, I don't, I mean, I don't think it's an accident that, that she, or, or that Renee got that interview at this time. He wanted to address it. You know, he doesn't do a whole lot of media. Sure. So I don't think it was an accident that, that, that happened. He wanted to, um, he wanted to set the record straight from his behalf. Um, and I, I get it. Yeah. I, I understand that. Um, and again, a lot of times when punk takes issue with things, it's not just him. It's like, Oh, and Meltzer and Moxley and AEW and Chris Jericho and all this. And so it's sometimes it's hard to, to see through all that and be like, Oh damn. Okay. It's right. messy. It's very, very messy. Yeah. I, th I thought he handled it pretty well. I, I thought that he, he came on very positive about AEW and about his experience. And again, I saw a lot of wrestling sites this morning, really spinning the drama thing saying, Oh, Moxley says the locker room's a mess. That's not what he said. Uh, and so I kind of wanted to address that. And then the whole fear thing, because people jumped on me on social media about I'm a tyrant and <laughs> all this bullshit. Yeah. Do you have anything you want to add or any super chats before I move on? Yeah, we do. Um, Corey says, it's tough. In my opinion, doing what's best for business is a tricky subject in wrestling. Punk is patient zero in the modern area. I mean, I feel like, and I don't know the measures that were taken regarding the Colt Cabana situation, but I don't know if anybody was uh, supposed to 
get in a room and talk, but that that should have been addressed from the get-go. You have two people who sued one another. I, I don't know if they had a conversation or not, but something needed to be addressed there at the very least. Whether whether they whether those two wanted to or not, mm. it should have been addressed. Oh man. We've got Russell Sanderson saying, so what you're telling me is punk pulled out. That doesn't work for me, brother. Bash at the beach 2000 type of thing. That is not the same. If he was legitimately hurt, then that right. is not the same. That right. is just not. The other thing too is like, I don't know anything about punk's contract. Does he have any kind of creative control? I have no idea. So that's, an, I've gotten eyes on multiple contracts, but when people ask me that, I go, well, I would imagine CM Punk has a much different contract than yeah. the ones that I am looking at i'm so, sure yeah i'm sure uh we got we've got uh, a few more super chats <laughs> ryan says sean wanted to ask you but wrestle votes is reporting triple h has approved a new design for a wwe heavyweight title can you confirm that unfortunately i can't confirm that i've been working to find out on it anytime you all see stuff like that just assume that i am working on figuring it out i mean by all means continue to send us super chats about it but uh just assume that i'm i'm doing my best to figure that stuff out you know, the one thing I will say is I I, I know that Cody, uh, he's been very public about his love of the winged eagle title. Yeah. And I saw the belt that he had made. He had a custom made belt. Uh, I believe it might have been by belts by Dan. And it was inspired by the winged eagle title, the belt that Cody yeah. has. I can see, especially if he beats Roman Reigns, I could see them wanting to come out with a new title, maybe inspired by that. But the one thing I want to note is that the belt that they currently have, that was made to look like that on purpose. Because when they give them out to Super Bowl champions and NBA champions and they're on television, you cannot help but see that logo. Patrick you know Mahomes. I mean, I, mean I, I can't stand Patrick Mahomes, but uh, he got them an unmeasurable amount of publicity because right yes. after the Super Bowl, he was running around with that title belt. It didn't look like he let it leave his side. He was on the bus with it. He was at the parade with it. Right. And, and, and you can, they want, and you can see that, that, that belt, you could be looking on, on television a mile away. You can see the WWF logo on it, or WWE logo on it, I should say. So I understand yeah. why they did it. We've got, uh, Jacob Donnelly saying not related to the topic. Just wanted to shout out the firm for being the best AEW act to never be featured on dynamite. Ethan page may be the most underrated wrestler today. He's fantastic. I knew cause you know, I've been on his toy vlog. I've been on Matt Hardy's show as well. I know those two a little bit personally. And when I heard that they were going to work together, I was like, well, that's good. Because from a mental perspective, they are both so similar. Ethan Page is just, you know, 15 years younger than Matt Hardy. But, you know, obviously grew up inspired by Matt Hardy. Um, I, I saw him in, in Lexington as he was walking over to the venue. And he's like, yep, teaming with Matt Hardy. Just a dream come true. No big deal. He was very excited for that. I, I think they've been killing it. I thought Stokely did a great job this past week as yeah, well. He, was good. Like, he that fit was that perfectly. They kept it short, which they should have. Uh, I thought it made Hook look good. So that was good. I also I, I saw some promotion there. AEW's doing a show in Hamilton, Ontario uh, in the summer. Mm -hmm. And Ethan Page is from the area. I saw some promotion. And he's like front and center in the advertising. And I was like, ah, there you go. It's nice. You know? Yeah. We've got um, KE775. Saying, do you think the Raw SmackDown after Mania will be newsworthy? Debuts, call up, new storylines. I keep asking because somebody indicated to me that they wanted to make them newsworthy again. I sure hope so because that's been lacking. Uh, the last few years under Vince, it's just been like, eh. Really, since SmackDown moved to Friday, it's just been kind of like, well, all right. 
the raw should absolutely be a big deal. That should be when you got call ups. That should when you have if if they do have new guys coming in like Jay White, that's the time to do it. Is the raw after Mania because not only are you going to have more eyeballs because of post Mania, but the crowd is the is the Mania crowd. They're going to respond to everything. Well, if you want to have more eyeballs and just more balls in general, make sure you take care of them with manscaped.com and the code FIGHTFUL. You don't want to be looking like you're in a John Moxley match after you're taking care of yourself down there. Manscaped.com and the code FIGHTFUL has you covered. You get 20% off plus free shipping. But it's not just that. It's not just the great lawnmower that they have. It's not just... Uh, the Platinum Package 4.0, the Performance Package 4.0, the Perfect Package 4.0. They, they're taking care of you all over the place in the, in the bathroom. They got the Beard Hedger Pro Kit that comes with a beard brush, a comb, scissors, beard balm, all kinds of formulations, and their great trimmer. It's fantastic. I do not use any other trimmer for my beard anymore. It, it's, it's been wonderful. They've got the Ultra Premium Collection, which is a men's skin and hair care kit. So that way... You know, you got your skin taken care of both in the shower, after the shower, your hair taken care of as well. They got the Weed Whacker electric nose hair trimmer and ear hair trimmer. They have you covered everything in the bathroom, everything. I mean, not toilet paper yet. I'm pretty sure eventually they'll get to that. Manscaped.com and the code Fightful, 20% off. It's a great gift idea. I mean, they have boxers, formulations, uh, trimmers for down there, up there, in there, even <laughs> manscaped.com and the code fightful. Please do not shove a trimmer up your ass. Uh, I am talking about your nose and ears. I was just gonna say nothing. Yeah, that's uh, way to go. Mr. CJ, Mr. CJ Lilly says they got that golden championship for the publicity stuff. Now the world can change. Uh, or the world title can change. I feel glad to see Alexa is healing well, and her performance on The Masked Singer was great exposure for her return. Uh, it soon all depends on Bray now. Yeah, that was a, first off, Alexa was on a hiatus. Don't know why she said that she wasn't, because unfortunately, she had a skin cancer procedure. Glad to hear that she's doing good. That That is more important than any wrestling stuff out there, so mm -hmm. uh, hope that she's feeling okay. But she got a spot on The Masked Singer, which... I personally think is one of the most dumbass shows I've ever seen in my entire life. I've never seen however, one episode. However, uh, it is objectively fantastic uh, publicity for Alexa Bliss for WWE. Like I go the old snakes and sparklers method. I don't like the show. I think it's dumb. But you mm. know what? I don't have to get it. Uh, I, I I see the positive in that. It, it seemed like a good move, Jimmy. Hundred percent, hundred percent. What, 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 uh, what network? Fox. Fox. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes sense too, right? So, uh, no, good for her. Hundred percent. Jericho's just, been on there too. I just always love when somebody takes their their thing off, and I only see clips on Twitter. But you always have like Ken Jong and all these people that have no clue who most of these people are, and they go, "Wow! Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. my!" <laughs> I was going to ask, so I, I haven't seen the Alexa Bliss show, so I was going to ask, did any of them know who she was? I, I That I don't know. Okay. I'm not sure. Okay, okay. Did you see the uh, Adam Sandler clip that Chris Van Vliet posted? Yes, I fun. did. Yes, that I was did. Fun. You know he what's did... ironic about that? I had literally a half an hour before that, that Chris posted that. Half an hour before, I saw a clip of Sandler on uh, Drew Barrymore's uh, talk show. 
and they were talking about his uh, his choice of attire, him and uh, her and Jennifer Aniston, and how he ch- he chooses to dress for comfort. And so they were showing pictures where he just wears like the same shit because he dresses for comfort. And I saw that and I thought, I got something in common with Adam Sandler. Listen, listen you take care of me like he takes care of Rob <laughs> Schneider then. That's all I'm going to say. Did you see and the Kennedy David Center Spade. honors? Did you see that? Huh? What is so it? so Sandler got the Mark Twain Award for comedy. Uh, okay. And and they did a thing at uh, the Kennedy Center in New York where he was presented with it. And what? everybody that's close to him. Uh, did a speech like Rob Schneider and uh, and uh, Steve Buscemi and Chris Rock. Got to say, they, when I think Mark Twain, I also immediately think Adam Sandler. And they made fun of that. They poke fun yeah. at that too. But uh, <laughs> but they made a point of talking about how he intentionally not only has his friends acting in the film with him, his friends are writers, producers, directors. The whole production is his buddies, and he does it to take care of the people around him. Sandler's a good dude. He's a good yeah. dude. And uh, and I loved uh, I loved CVV's question. Hey, up, Chris. I said that's an awesome question. I did. I was I was like, he's so good at that. Like Chris yep. is just he he's is. wonderful. Hopefully, I see him this week uh, between everything. But I'm told that Jenny McCarthy knew who Alexa Bliss was, so that's cool. Really? Oh, that's good. That's good. James maybe Stalling says, "What is it? Go ahead." Oh, I was going to say maybe Wahlberg's a fan or hubby. James Stalling says. Tired of all this punk stuff. All this stuff keeps happening to him. Maybe he needs to look at himself in the mirror. Maybe it's him. Companies also got to know what they're getting into, although everything seemed go to go swimmingly the first six months. Yeah, yeah. KE775 says, if Randy returns, do you think he comes back with Riddle or comes back a heel to set up a blockbuster match with Cody considering their history? That'd be great. I think what, sh- I think what should happen is he should come back or, or Riddle should come back. His music hits. He comes out to the ring. Then Orton's music hits. They have a mat. They have a tag team match. And then after that tag team match, bam, RKO, whether it be from Riddle or Orton, whichever one, it depends on what you need more. Do you want a Riddle heel turn more and do something fresh with Randy? Or do you want a contender for Cody that makes a little bit of sense more? There, there are a few options there, assuming he's, he's ready to come back soon. I, think I haven't Cody, heard anything. Cody, Randy would be great. There, there's, I mean, Cody has cut a bunch of promos talking about Randy and about their yeah. past together. That would be fantastic. There's so many stories that they can tell. They have so much footage that they can use. Uh, That'd be fantastic. So uh, I hope Randy is healthy to come back. I saw some pictures of him uh, out in public. He looks pretty good. So good. Ryan says, Sean, keep forgetting to ask, but with all this talk about NXT, what's up with Joe Coffey? Did I miss a reason he never returned to Gallus? I don't know. I wish I had that answer. I've been asking, um, but I hadn't heard of him like not, being involved anymore but uh he hasn't wrestled since september usually that means visa or injury but he was in orlando for like a month so i don't know but there were a whole lot of people overseas that had had issues with with the uh visa stuff here's one that we can talk about joel what's the percentage wood says sean and jimmy did you all see the cnbc show on the sale seems like they said a lot without really saying anything or giving any new information but based on the info, I'd rather there not be a sale. Um, so I've got a rep- I'm, I'm pushing up my report on this. Uh, I'm going to talk about it on the list goes on on Fightful Select right after this. We'll have an article. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll have some additional details that I won't share here, but I got a, details on. I, I've been talking to sources within rumored companies that are, are rumored to be interested in buying or even thrown out there. And I've talked to people. I've tried to find some people. I sent out a little bit of a 
uh, a call for you know people that are familiar with the product and what they think and who they've talked to. And uh, they don't want Vince involved. Nobody wants Vince involved. I, of course, I don't have a Saudi connect there, but <laughs> that'd be the best. The best interesting option. if you did. That'd be the best uh, option for Vince if if he wanted to stick around. But these people don't want Vince around. Not only that, I, you know, his involvement would hurt the leverage of a sale. More on that on FightfulSelect.com. But I've also talked to a lot of talent, and they're like, well, this is why we think Vince is more involved than they're letting on, et cetera, et cetera. FightfulSelect.com today. But, Jimmy, it seemed like the whole CNBC thing was – Maybe even a way for, and this is me speculating. I don't want to question his journalistic integrity. Mm-hmm. It seemed like it was very much a, like a, hey, WWE's going to sell, but Comcast isn't interested on a Comcast channel. Maybe a way of them playing hardball even. It's possible. It's possible. I mean, he did mention a new name, Liberty. I hadn't heard them before. That was the first time. Tell me, um, tell me a little bit about them. Do you know anything? About yeah, them? yeah. So, so Liberty Media. So they're they're a pretty big conglomerate. They own Sirius XM. They own Live Nation. They own the Atlanta Braves. They own Formula One, which, uh, interestingly enough, I believe the Saudis were interested in acquiring Formula One. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but that's that's they, Liberty. I, I, as I'm looking, uh, this one's funny. The Cronky Arena Company. What a callback that is. The 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 very arena. That they couldn't run. That's I don't, fantastic. I don't Do you remember, remember what that. You're talk- no, Stan Kroenke when the Nuggets uh, made the playoffs and Raw had to move to a different city, and Vince made the whole goddamn show about the Denver Nuggets owner Stan Kroenke, and they did like a Nuggets versus Lakers eight, nine, ten man tag. It was the the night that Kennedy uh, may have dropped Orton on his head, and that he ended up getting fired for it. Man, your memory's like, fantastic. Unless you got that uh, all in well, front not of really, you on the screen. Oh, you got it in front of you on the screen? I, I just looked up the Cronky thing, and that's that's the only reason I know the Cronky, the Cronky name. Ah. Well, uh, Faber said some stuff I thought was kind of interesting. So he said, I'm going to use some of his quotes. He said, the process is, quote, pretty hot and heavy. He suggested that there are several potential buyers. He listed Endeavor. I still don't think they're an option, but he listed Endeavor. Then he listed so Liberty. Either. Liberty actually could make some sense. Uh, and he also mentioned the Saudi public investment fund and private equity firms. I don't know if you're familiar with pri- what private uh, equity firms are. They basically buy you to grow you to then sell you. Uh, yeah. And then they and then they have their own investors. Um, Faber, like you said, he, he reiterated that Comcast is out. He said that the process is, quote, going quite well and it is expected to conclude in the not too distant future. I should note that WWE's next earnings date is scheduled for May the 4th. Yeah. It sounds the way he's talking like they could close a deal by then. So we'll see how that happens. And the last I looked, the stock was valued at about 89 bucks. That's a market cap of 6.6 billion. There were reports that Vince wanted 9 billion. I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens. Do, do you think that's Vince just playing hardball and being like, here you go? Because, I mean, obviously, if he wants 9 billion, they're not going to come in at that at all. And we heard that they're going to be fielding offers after Mania. Nick Khan has said, uh, that Vince is okay with not being involved in a sale, which based on the report that I'm going to post in a bit, and we're going to talk about on the list goes on probably a good thing because they don't want him. But also uh, when I was doing some research for this PLE story that I dropped on fightfulselect.com, please subscribe. I was told that a lot of the venue selections were strategic, whether it be like Sammy in Montreal, bad bunny in Puerto Rico, 
but I was told like specifically to the London one, they did that in prime time ahead of their rights renewals over there as well. That way they could be like, look what we have. Right. And then I was told that the mania in LA, although it wasn't, you know, planned with a sale in mind, they can host people now and they can show people like, this is what you're getting. Right. Like this is what you're buying. Look at this. Perhaps the grandest thing. I mean, besides the Super Bowl in America, not a lot really matches that. I mean, there are some great events, but you know, sure. you got this. Yeah. It's, I mean, they're it's not Taylor Swift. Taylor, you know, Taylor Swift's knocking out 80, 80,000 all over the U.S. But, yeah. Uh, good for her. Good yeah, for her. But, That's but, definitely one of them. But they're they're definitely doing really, really well. I mean, I think they got 70,000 a night for Mania, pretty close to it. So they're doing really well. I don't know. I, I don't know if Vince is saying 9 billion because, like you said, he's just, you know, just using that as, as a some kind of a leverage point. So people have suggested that he's doing it because he doesn't want to sell. So he's trying to, um, yeah. you know, put the price out of reach. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. Liberty is interesting to me. That one could be, I mean, they got Live well, Nation. Live Nation is the ticket taker, eh? That could be interesting. They're the ticket taker and that could adjust some things. But also, I mean, WWE has marked up so many of the ticket prices of late. That's why they're getting highest grossing everything. Right. Every week I get a look at that live events report that has producers, backstage info, some notes on it and stuff like that. And every week I see it, it's got that on there at the end of the night. But they don't have any channels. They don't have any television channels. To me, just from a complete amateur outside looking in, I feel like a lot of those places that have channels and have homes are probably the leaders in the pack outside of Saudi because they can eliminate the middleman. They can cut out the middleman between rights fees, channels, WWE. If they own WWE, they're, they're selling their ads direct they're probably more incentivized to sell those too and to in increase the, I don't know, maybe the notoriety of pro wrestling and stuff because we always heard that they got dog shit ad revenue from those. Mm. But I mean, it does good numbers. It does very good numbers. Yeah, I think it could go both ways. Like I, I understand if you were a uh, content distributor, then like you said, instead of paying, what are they paying between the two right now? About 500 million a year between Raw and SmackDown instead yeah. of paying and they're going to get more on a new deal. So instead of paying that, you know, you'll, you'll over time get your money back by saving that. I get that. But at the same time, let's say if you're a Liberty and let's say on the next deal they're getting, and I'm spitballing, let's say they're getting 350 for Raw instead of 260. And let's say they're getting 300 for SmackDown instead of 250, whatever it might be that's a shit ton of money and and they're just going to be able to show profitable quarter after quarter after quarter after quarter. So I could see both sides of it, but uh, I don't know. I guess, I guess we'll see. It's, it's very interesting. You know? Yeah. It's it is the situation. I'll tell you what else is interesting. NordVPN.com slash fightful. Jimmy, I am on the road an awful lot. I'm, I'm not, I don't get to go to Canada next month. Like I had planned, but Heading to LA this week. I'm heading to Louisville, then LA. Then next week is Indianapolis. I got London maybe on the schedule this year. And NordVPN is going to be there with me throughout all of this. Four additional months free, 30-day money-back guarantee. But it shields my data from snoops and criminals. And on top of that, it works on all my devices. And it lets me change my virtual location with just one click. So I'm sure it's going to be a little bit different for me to try to watch uh, WWE Raw whenever I'm in, in London or or SmackDown or whatever that may be if I'm not there or, or AEW Dynamite. Well, I'm going to be able to log into my television service from over there. 
I can also subscribe to overseas services thanks to NordVPN.com slash Fightful. They have three great tiers for me to choose from, whether you want a uh, pass, a locker, a VPN, or all three. The options are unlimited. And if you buy pay-per-views like I do, you're going to end up saving money on this, especially uh, when, it, when it's UFC time. If you buy like one big UFC fight over the, the entirety of your deal, Using an overseas service, you're going to spend about one sixth the amount, and that the difference will make up your NordVPN subscription. So then, on top of that, all your devices are covered on one subscription, and you get those low prices. NordVPN.com/slash/fightful. Truly love this stuff. And hey, if this weekend you don't want to deal with Peacock, you want the old WWE Network interface, you can change your virtual location, subscribe to the WWE Network in a different territory, and watch that way. Did you see Edwards Usman too? Mm-hmm. What'd you think? Thought Edwards was trying real hard to give up a point there, man. Like at that, I thought he was going to pull out a chainsaw and go after <laughs> him at one point. Like yeah, he was breaking every damn rule possible, yeah, grabbing the fence, low blows. It was for me. It was it was a little sad just because how many times have we seen a fighter that's been dominant and then when they lose a fight, then they start losing. Yeah, and for Usman to lose again. To, to Edwards and now he's probably out of the title picture for a while. That was a little bit unfortunate. Yeah. You I know? mean, is he out of the title picture? Colby Covington loses all the damn time, loses title shots all the time. And yeah, it's true. It's true. Well, Luzman's going to have to earn a shot now. So he's going to have to probably win a couple fights. Yeah. But, We've got, um, we got a couple more super chats. What's the percentage Woods says they mentioned something about a private equity being interested. Any chance that private equity could be the cons or a group led by the rock. I'd be shocked if it was a group led by the rock. So it's possible if it's the cons, but I don't think that's good for wrestling. No. So, so I don't believe the cons own a private equity. So when they say private equity, that's a firm. So a private, a private equity firm is a firm where they buy you so that they, because they have investors, like their money's coming from investors. That's how they fund it. So they have a bunch of investors, they buy you. And then their intention is to do one of two things. Either they grow you to then sell you and make profit for their investors, or they break you up into pieces, sell off the pieces to make profit for their investors. That's what private equity firms are. And so I don't believe the cons have a private equity firm. I could be wrong because I haven't done a lot of research into them, but that's what that means. I know people hear the word private and that's what they're thinking. But no, the, the cons are not a private equity firm that I know of. I don't believe they own one, but that's what that is. Van Twinblade says that dastardly heel Shaza now lives in St. Louis. She's probably going to try and take over Glory Pro and make it Shaza Pro Wrestling. Save us, SRS. Also, St. Louis City is 5-0 and zero in season play. No team has done that in MLS history. Go us. Nah, go Cincinnati. But still, you know what? I'll see Shaza soon. And I just want to make this clear. Shaza's my friend. I like her. But... She's got some lessons to learn. You know what? I'm I'm gonna catch her coming across the America Australia border soon too. I'm gonna I'm gonna be there waiting for her right at that border, Jimmy. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. She's gonna she's gonna learn some lessons. Uh, any update on LA Knight having a match at Mania? He's on the Andre. Ryan so, says. Let me let me let me cut you off for a minute. Do you think that they have something planned for Mania with Lashley and or LA Knight? Because oh, to me. To, I understand Bray Wyatt became unavailable. I get it. Shit happens. He became unavailable. If you do not have the creative capacity to call, call an audible and find a spot for Bobby Lashley, one of your top guys over two nights of WrestleMania, then you fucking suck. 
They got to find a spot for Bobby Lashley. And what I was wondering was if they might do an impromptu promo segment with Austin, with Steve Austin and LA Knight would be the the primary guy. Maybe Lashley is like Austin's second and they do a quick five minute match. Lashley to LA Knight, maybe something, but they got to find something, right? Like, wouldn't it be a travesty if, if Bobby Lashley's only spot is in the battle Royal on SmackDown? Yes. Yes, it what would be very, very dumb. It'd be very, very bad. Um, it just shows your your inability to pivot. And again, that's why I'm like, you know, maybe Triple H just isn't as strong of a booker as, as people are giving him credit for when people are like, you can't tell me it's not Vince. Maybe Triple H just ain't the greatest booker of all time. Some um, things have been some things have been head scratchers. Some things have yeah. been questionable. With 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 LA Knight, it's like it's such a slam dunk for Austin. Like, get Austin involved and do something. Every time LA Knight's music hits, and he doesn't even have the most recognizable music, but when his music hits, the crowd pops, dude, because they see the talent in him. They see it. Mm-hmm. And yet he loses all the time. Yeah, he beat Ray because, because of the distraction. Otherwise, yeah. he loses every week. And it's like, fuck. I, I have, Hunter used to remember what Hunter used to always say. Remember when he was doing the stuff with Punk? And Hunter would get in the ring with Punk and he would say, You have to get over with them. And he'd point yeah. to the crowd. Remember, you got to get over with them. Well, that's what LA Knight did. And then he goes out and he puts over Kofi. Then he goes over and he puts out Xavier Woods. Come on, man. People see yeah. the talent in that guy. So they gotta they gotta figure something out. Let's talk mania since uh since well, uh, let me let me get through these chats real okay, quick. Okay, okay. All right. Uh what's the percentage Woods says? I'm increasingly worried Saudis are gonna get this thing. Any positives other than the financial, obviously, to the Saudis? So they would not run it. I, they, and, yeah, I hope not. No, and they would take it private, which means that if you are a shareholder, you're going to get a premium uh, price per share. Yeah. And then uh, then they'll take it private, and they will not run the day-to-day. Uh, and, and, you know, there could be some advantages to it being private. Like, they might be able to to potentially get away with things. Maybe they can't if it's a public entity. Yeah. You, still, you still have to adhere to your broadcast partner. That could be one of the concerns <laughs> is, is a broadcast partner – going to want to work with the Saudis. And I keep on thinking about live golf and how live golf in the UK, they ended up having to get uh, like a paid deal where they're paying because they weren't able to get this time by rights deal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can say Peacock hasn't seemed that bothered to air um, the Saudi shows for WWE. They haven't been that bothered by that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it'd be different if the Saudis actually own the company, but uh, we'll see. All, All we can do is say, we'll see. What else can you say? Blues fan says, hey, guys, hope you're well. Just wanted to ask you, you've had any experience with slice wrestling. Yes, they have been fakes for years and years and years, almost to a point of parody. They do not post actual accurate information unless they steal it from somebody else. That's the the honesty and the long and short of it. Happy Mania season. May it end with Cody winning the undisputed WWE championship moment. Uh, yeah, I, I think that he, I think he should. I think that's the, the right move to do after Cody. You've got you got Bronson solo. You've got maybe Orton. You've got a lot of options. You've got Gunther down the line as well, uh, based on that history. And Roman can bra- battle within the bloodline or Sammy and Kevin an- another go. Like Sammy's do another match. So I hope so. How would you envision Cody Rhodes, Brock Lesnar going? Um, I think Brock would want to win. How does Cody beat Brock it, from, from, from a storyline psychological perspective oh a cody cutter because he ain't taking the crossroads (laughs) okay okay interesting yeah 
Ryan Martin says, Sean, which side are you leaning towards when it comes to Jay White going to AEW or WWE? Have any info on Bray Wyatt? Is he still ill? Yep, still is. Uh, again, I'm not going to open up uh, about that. And again, uh, I want to tell Amir, you got to send an amount that allows you to send a super chat in order for you to write a message there, else we can't read it. Uh, I think Jay White's probably still going to WWE, although the, the hires have slowed down an awful lot. You haven't heard of one new hire this year. Kate Hensler also says she appreciates us both. But let's talk uh, Mania before we wrap up and head over to FightfulSelect.com. Yeah, isn't that something? Five minutes left in the show, we're going to talk the biggest fucking show of the year. Yeah. So I, I find, and, and you give me your opinion, I find the card itself is really strong. Like, I think every match is pretty strong on the card. But I find that the build has been pretty lacking for the most mm -hmm. part. Uh, I mean, the Roman and Cody stuff, they've had a couple of good promos. Nothing so far that's, that, that's been blow away. The Usos, Kevin, Sammy thing was great up until the hug. Um, Bianca, Oscar, they've done nothing. Rhea and Charlotte was shit until they finally did a pull apart. I find a lot of the build has been lacking. What are you? What are your thoughts on the build, and what are you most anticipating? I am probably most anticipating either. Oh, I want to see Cody win the title. I want to see that. But Bianca and Oscar in ring, and then the triple threat in ring. Uh, I think the Rollins-Logan-Paul build has been okay. I think Cena has been, the Cena theory is lackluster, but Theory's doing the best he can. Yeah, I just don't know why the hell, if you got Cena there, you don't film some pre-tapes. I agree. Do some pre-tapes. Do a video. A live via satellite bullshit thing. It's so I ridiculous. Agree. Do you remember when uh, Rock and Cena were doing their build, and they filmed stuff with Rock, like when he's throwing the Cena merch into the river and shit? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They could have filmed stuff like that. I fully agree with you that that's uh they completely yeah. just dropped the ball on that. The the Trish Lita Becky thing is it's it's lasted a long time. They've been doing it for a long time, but there was there's not a ton of heat to it. Becky's doing everything she can. Charlotte and Rhea, they should have that that build should have started a little bit earlier with the aggression. But I think the fact that Charlotte just came back, won the title, and is like womp, I think mm -hmm. that kind of throws a damper on it. Bianca and Asuka, that build has been really bad. Really bad. Uh, Brock and Omos, I'm excited for morbid curiosity after seeing Brock hit the ropes this week and go about 200 miles an hour. But Brock the build, made him look great. He made him look great. Yeah, But people should have been making Omos look great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I also think that, did you see Omos on, uh, was it Andy Cohen? Andy Cohen uh, show? I didn't, but I mean, I've interviewed him. He's great. So yeah, he was fantastic. Like he's so he's a, tight. He's he, outstanding. He's, 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 he's cast the wrong way. And I know it started with Vince because, oh, he's a foreigner and he's tall. So that means that he's a bad guy and he's going to do a menacing face. He is such a likable, well-spoken dude. He was telling Andy Cohen that he's engaged to a doctor. He's getting married this year. And, uh, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's cast the wrong way. Maybe they can, maybe they can fix that. I got to be honest. And I never thought that I would ever say this. Outside of Cody Roman and maybe the Usos, I guess, and Sammy and Kevin Owens, the match I'm the, anticipating the most shockingly is Dominic Rey Mysterio. It's a, that build cannot believe good. it, buddy. Dominic is like an internet troll. Hit me, hit me, hit me, hit me, hit me, hit me, hit me. Yes. And he's like, I can't believe you would do something as terrible as they <laughs> hit me to strike your son. It's been phenomenal. I love that build. That is great. I see. I see that. Every day on Twitter, you suck, you suck, you suck. Why'd you block me? <laughs> All that. Jimmy, yeah. Denise, he blocked me. Oh, yeah. Ah. 
I get a lot of those. I get a I lot of those. I do. Yeah. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Yeah, I don't know. Dominic is, uh, he's fascinating because I find the the whole, I'm a, I'm a, you know, grizzled, uh, uh, former federal pen guy, whatever. I find that fascinating, but when he cuts his promos, he does it in the same voice. You know what I mean? He doesn't have the emotional ability. So he'll just, you were a bad dad. You really sucked. You, you were bad to me. Like he doesn't know to go with the range and yet he's still captivating somehow. And he's the kind of guy you want to see Ray beat the fucking shit out of him. Yeah. And so I'm looking forward. Do you think Dominic goes over? I kind of think he should. You think he should? I think he should. I know a lot of people want him to get his comeuppance, but I kind of want him to be even more obnoxious. Really? Really? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I guess we'll see what happens. I I think the build with Drew, Gunther, and Sheamus has been very good. I liked it. Uh, obviously the, the Usos Zane Owens build, the Reigns Cody build, both fantastic. Uh, the showcase builds do not exist and, uh, edge Finn Balor. Listen, I, I hope I enjoy the match. I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to move on. So I hope they have something very special. I agree. I saw a shot from the, uh, from the stadium and they have the regular colored uh, hell in a cell. Apparently they, they ditched the red one. Yeah. So that's positive, but, uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, let me ask you about, I know that it's, it's four o'clock. One more thing, the hall of fame. So they've really downplayed it this year, maybe more than they ever have. I don't know if they've ever downplayed the hall of fame this much. They've only got four names announced so far. Ray Mysterio, the great Muda, Stacy Keebler and Andy Kaufman. Do you think they leave it at four? Because I think that's smart. I think that when you've got like seven, eight acts, it's too long. Uh, and you also are going to, you're going to run out of main event or sooner or later. I think keeping it to four or five is the way to go. I think they should, the rumored a referee i think that'd be great put tim white in there or somebody like that and uh do legacy inductees like historical people that that should be inducted in the hall of fame i think that would be good i badly want to go friday and watch muta because he was the first wrestler i ever saw and i haven't seen him live but Hello. Um, i'm live but- on my podcast and my daughter's here how you doing we're we're about to wrap up so i know here. we're gonna wrap Anyway, I would love to see Muta. See, she wants to see the great Muta too. <laughs> she wants to see the great Muta too. Yeah, I look forward uh, to Muta. I like Muta a lot too. Yeah. But uh, guys, we are about to head over to FightfulSelect.com. I'm going to have uh, a lot of news regarding sale and some things. Some I don't want to say red flags, but some indicators that people think Vince is involved a little bit more than he should be subscribe right now. $5 Jimmy, anything you got before we go? I got more for the list goes on. We'll talk about okay. uh, Ronda Rousey. We're going to talk a little bit about stand and deliver on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a couple other things. So we'll talk about that okay. on list goes on until next time, guys. We're out.